I'm going to put you in a Barbie box and take you home. <laughs> you know I do. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Kelly Galore and Ben Simone, and it's my podcast. I missed you guys. I haven't seen you since last week. Today, I have one of my really good friends, DJ Lena Bradford. She's not only drop-dead gorgeous, but she is a staple in New York City, every time that you have the best party ever, whether it's a Mykonos and Beacon, I, I can't Beacon, Beaconos, Mykonos, Paris, Ibiza, wherever it is, DJ Lena is always the best DJ, and she is at every single amazing party. And I have known for her for a long time. We have tons of mutual friends, but it doesn't matter about me today and what I think of Lena because we love her. I want to hear from her. So. DJ Lena, Lena Hi, Bradford. Hi. How are you? You look so beautiful. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's just like, so, you know, I guess the fun thing about my podcast is that we just talk about. That's what it's about. Right. There's no like no. formula. No, no. Organic. Like, right. Organic. I mean, I know who my clients are. Right. I mean, you know, people who are on my podcast are, and I love them, and I like can't wait to hear everything. First of all, you're so gorgeous. What are you? Wait, what are those lashes? Oh, oh my God. I literally just found them. I was like, you know, I'm going to put a little lash on for her today. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they're Mac. And you just put them on. How come everyone else can do that but me? You know, let me tell you something. I learned how to put lashes on again after this pandemic. Right. Because, I mean, usually I have people put them on. I got good lashes. I put right. a lot of mascara right. on and boom. But right. I, because I was working, you know, so much extensively throughout right. the pandemic. Oh my God, you're fucking flawless. Sorry. I'm like, can you Love a frosty look and just a little bit, uh, you know, right, that exactly. mod like six. Wait, what is that? What's the eyeshadow? You're That's wearing? awesome. Girl, I have a. Um, I should have brought more um, makeup for you. I have so much Mac makeup they send me. I love that. I'm gonna hook you up with a little goodie bag because I love the bronze. It's like a bronze. Yeah, exactly. Because we like a little sun kiss. Yeah. I'm peeling a little sun kiss and a nude lip. You know what yeah. I mean? That's it. Well, I just got this treatment that everyone's going to learn about, not right now, but soon. And so I just kind of, I used to, I mean, it's not like I've always worn right. a lot of makeup. I no, no, I yeah. look the same. skin breathe. But I just really stopped wearing makeup. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm just being a tiny bit on my eyes. Same here. Just Lips mascara. and eye. Yeah. A great moisturizer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where it's at. And also, also a lot of water. You right. know what I mean? Obviously. Hello. Yeah. You, know? you can have good jeans, but you know, you got to maintain that. I know. <laughs> so. First of all, let's just introduce you so that um, all of the listeners know who you are, because now they've already heard about like my obsession with your makeup. Um, so just tell us who you are and what you do. Oh, me in a nutshell. <laughs> God damn. Well, I am a unicorn. I am born and raised in Manhattan. I, I know. We're rare ones. Um, I was born um, right across the street from Diagon, diagonally across the street from Carnegie Hall. Wow! My grandmother was a famous opera singer. You're kidding? Yeah. So she's been a part of the Gay Pride Parade since um, the late, uh, like mid '70s, and so oh my gosh. she knew everyone. So she was taking me to Studio 54 when I was 11, and then bringing all these people back to the house. So oh my gosh, she's. I mean, she's still with us. Thank God. I mean, she lives up in Yay. Harlem, and she's just. She's so avant-garde and so fun and so fabulous. And she that. helped my mom and dad, you know, coming from a biracial family, just understand me from the age of four. And, you know, grandmothers are all the matriarch of the family, you know. Right. And also she's very spiritual. So she helped me understand my spirituality and black women growing up and whatnot. And literally molded me into like a little mini her, you know. And right. I mean, I everything I am is because of my grandmother. And now my mother, who is always more of the conservative one, has now kind of She's like kind of me. Right. Like she started DJing 10 years ago and yeah. she, you know, retired and she DJs. Yeah. I I'm love like, that. Who are you? Like, look at this 
flair. Wait, way. I love that. I her love husband, that she's he was, ageless. She I is ageless. That. That's yeah. that's yeah. You know me, yeah. I have always been ageless. I stopped acknowledging my birth year when I was 16. Because my grandmother said, a woman who gives away her age will give away everything. I'm like, well, giving everything else away? Let me keep the age. Let me stop. <laughs> I really don't. Like, I would literally have to do the math on paper. Like, I know what year, but I've yeah. never, um, I don't need to know. Right. It's how I feel. Right. You know, I it feel like I'm feel. the most solidified dipped in chocolate with where I'm at in my life and my spirituality, my womanhood. Oh my is the best right now. I look at old photos of myself. I'm like, girl, you look better now. True story. You look great. So do you, mama. No, you look Thank great. You. I love your hair. I just love the whole vibe. Me too, girl. I'm going to wear my hair like that. I would do really your good. hair. I, honey, please. You're already, you're the Barbie I want to play with. No, but I love that. It's so It's cute. so sick. Because you and I have a similar vibe that way. Yeah. Like, I love a, like a late 60s, like early 70s situation. I need to always be tan or spray tanned. I love a spray okay, tan. Okay, me too. I, right. I had a great one, but then I got into the sun finally. Right. Yeah. And I'm peeling because my third my skin was so thirsty oh my god no but you know what you have to do is uh to keep your skin just like you know i mean obviously what we were talking about before yeah. about water you guys we're all over the map today but we I are don't care. That's us. Hello. i don't care i want you guys just just, just play along because yeah. this is going to be the best 30 minutes of your life um okay so what i've been doing is that one ocean beauty gave me this scrub you just did that i saw that yeah. oh my god i was like look, I gotta it's a body this. scrub it's and it everything. Is unbelievable. You just scrub your arms, you scrub your legs. You have the white bikini on. It's seriously? Yeah. Like, it uh -huh. is so unbelievable. It okay. makes my skin so <sighs> soft. It's something like a good scrub. But honey. you know what it does too? Is it, it's, it's, I'm just, I guess, I don't know. Like, I don't know what happened to me recently, but I just feel really, yeah. really good. Right. And so I'm just like, wait a minute. I need to like take care of yeah. everything that I'm That's doing right. and just kind of, I mean, I've been so grateful, grateful to have good genes. Yeah. Now it's time to like, really, like you said, just right. like take care of who you are and be the best version yeah. of you all the time. Exactly. So anyway, I'm loving it. And like I have psoriasis. So like I just scrub it wow. and then I hydrate and then my skin is so soft. But my, you, and your skin always good. glows, like uh, always glows. And it's really about that. Thank you. But that glow comes from inside as well. Aww. Not to be corny, but it does, you know? We're glowing up here. We're totally glowing. We're glowing up, We're glowing up here. Right. Okay. All right. So. You are an unbelievable DJ. You are from New York City. You have a massive following. It is Pride Month. Tell us a little bit about what makes uh, Pride in New York City so special. Good question, sis. Um, I think that for me, growing up in the city and seeing Pride from my grandmother's perspective, you know what I mean, and understanding it from there, it was completely different than most people's, you know, because yeah. like, whose grandmother is part of the Pride Parade, you right. know? Um, so... I got to really understand and know like the history of like where this was all coming from, you know, from like the early sixties going into the early seventies uh, here in Manhattan. And so to understand, and then also meeting a lot of these people at my grandmother's home that she would entertain people. Like she's just so avant-garde and fun. And so I was meeting all of these people from behind the scenes who were out there in the trenches doing all of the stuff that, you know, people talk about in the books. Like I remember them. Yeah. So for me, Pride is a whole different thing. Like for right. me, I think that also just, you know, from where I come from and where I am, I've got goosebumps. From where I came from, from where I am, pride is about knowing where you came from. Because you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you come from. I love that. So history is everything. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, you can't Google. You cannot Google right. this type of energy and essence that's right. in front of you, you know. You're going to have a story that Google can't tell you. Right. And a lot of these kids these days 
feel like they know everything, but you don't. You haven't inv invented the wheel. You got to pay attention. You got to listen. And you know what? We're everything because of our predecessors. The reason that you can walk down the street and hold hands, be flamboyant, get married, it's all because of the people who did all of that legwork beforehand. Is that so beautiful? It is beautiful because everyone should have that right. Right. You know. I've been watching. Um, I've been watching the movie Halston. Oh yeah. It's not the movie. It's the the, the, the miniseries. The miniseries. They did a great job. They did an incredible yeah. job. And you, you know, saw the other one too, right? I saw both. Yeah, yeah. yeah both. This one was a lot more in depth. This I is a lot yeah. more in depth. And you know, listen, I've been a model since the Ice Age, mm -hmm. um, and you know, I have you know worked with a you know a lot right. of different people um, of different sexual orientation for a yeah. long time, and I never. I'm from Rockford, Illinois, right, yeah. and I never thought about it in a strange way. No, because it was natural, and it was also how it's brought to you. And right. I think that that's what the thing is changed so much throughout. The, and this is a really great segue. For so long, we only saw in media right. a certain depiction right. of lesbian, gay, and right. now trans. You right. know what I mean? Right. And even back in the day, it was like always like prostitution, prostitution situation. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Even though everyone else on the street knew that it was other things otherwise, but then also a lot of girls don't have that ability and they don't have that love. They don't have that, you know, from the home. A lot yeah. of the times they get kicked out and they have to start on their own. Oh, you know I what I mean? That. It's awful, but that, that goes I with know. a lot of people, you I know? Do, I do, it so, does. And I really hate that. I, it, it, and so, what you were saying as far as like, you know, you coming into it all and just knowing nothing but the good energy, that's what it's about. But it's like that way in every community, you know, it's how you're brought in. You know what I mean? Right. So if people are only seeing it like in middle America on TV as, you know, trans women only as prostitutes, that's going to be their only depiction. So just finally now, it's not like trans women just came out of the quote unquote, the closet or, you know, off the runway a minute ago. No, we've been here for a very long right. time. You guys are just finally starting to pay attention. Right. Think about how, how long ago it was that there was such an awful depiction of gay men. But now it's been so fashionable and so accepted for the last I couple know. of years. Gay men used to be thought of as child molesters and all that stuff. Right. You know what I mean? So right. it's like it takes them one century at a time to finally get it together. Where it's like, guess what? Everybody else didn't have the choice to take all the different demographics within the cis community. Right. Because right. it's what we've all known. You know, right. the brainwashing in this country is real from systemic racism to everything. You know, and yeah. it goes that way with everything. So it really is about broadening your circle and opening up your doors and just being not judgy. You right. know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, we all sit on the toilet and shouldn't pay our bills, honey. <laughs> Nobody should be judging. You know what I do? I love, I mean, I just, I love pride for so many reasons, but I mean, it's just such a celebration. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I was on, on the yeah. um, uh, Gay Men's Health Crisis Center, um, their the float. And I mean, that was just like, I when I was on House Pride, I was so We're moved. doing it next year I, together. I was so okay? moved. We're doing it next year together. I got together. in trouble because I got <laughs> off the float and I was like, walking around. I was like, oh my God, I'm so Hello, exactly. And they were like, you have to stay on the floor. I'm like, I don't want to stay on the floor. Hello, I'm showing my pride. I want to say hello to everybody. Exactly. And yes, I want to say, you know, show my pride. Um, so happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride. Happy pride, happy pride every day. Happy right? pride every day. Because we celebrate that every day. I know. You know what I mean? It's just fascinating talking to you about that because just about, you know, the, the hardships and the, uh, overcoming just like all these stigmas. Because when I was on Housewives, and we were talking about bullying and all these things. You have to remember, when I was on Housewives, it was the Ice Age. It was yeah. 2009, 2010. Which is so crazy, right? Nobody even knew what right. reality TV was. Right, right. You know, The only thing that they could equate to is like MTV Cribs. And then yeah. all of a sudden, there's women fighting. What does that mean? Right. And um, basketball wives. Right. And then the one thing that was really good for me, and one thing that I will never forget from being on Housewives, is the ability to communicate with a lot of young, um, you know, 
gay and lesbian, yeah. trans yeah. Um, men and women. Um, Such who, a great diversity of the people who who are going yeah. through so right. much. Oh, that's my nephew. Yeah. Hi, Clay. How are you? Oh my God, everyone's got height oh, in this family. This is my beautiful nephew. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, we're doing my podcast. DJ Lena. Um, it's a family affair here. Um, <laughs> Love it. So anyway, go ahead. Season, season there. She's in, in Ted's room. Hi, baby. Um, he's so cute. Um, so the one thing that I was really grateful for and the biggest takeaway for me was that I was able to communicate with these young kids right. who were going through what you're talking about, like, you know, homelessness right. and just like bullying and just like displacement because you know they were coming out right. and they didn't know how to deal they with that and listen yeah. i'm not yeah. a doctor i don't play one on tv right. <laughs> but it was very empowering for me to be able to say you know i mean people, they were like dming me like yeah. novellas about all this stuff and yeah. i was like listen i was like you're watching a television show about people fighting but in the real world you are so powerful when you're powerful, but when you succumb to other people's bullying and all their negativity, you become so weak. You do. And especially when you read that, don't fall up into that. That's what you know I was what saying. I mean? Right. I mean, you have two <clears throat> choices. You can, you know, I always tell my kids, like you can be on your track mm -hmm. or you can let other people's people divert you. That's from right. being on your track. And That's you right. never know what possibility is going to land in your lap. Yeah. If you're constantly focused on what other people think of you. Bingo. And so Bingo. if I, I mean, I, I mean, listen, I'm not like an advocate no, at but all, that's, but that's the truth. I mean, though, the, the, the handful of handful of, you know, young boys and girls who were like, you know, really in a situation. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I was heartbroken. Yeah. Heartbroken. I was I just like, oh my God, I cannot believe this is happening. And that's the thing is that when you're young and if you don't have a circle of people who are bigging you up, sweetheart, right. you fall into that vortex yeah. and then you continue to keep going down in it. And it's like, first of all, if you don't know someone from a can of paint, why should it matter what they say about you? True story. You know what I mean? Yeah. I literally told Sutton that today. You don't know someone with a can from a can of from paint. From a can of paint? <laughs> hello, seriously. Like, <laughs> I love that. It's so cute. I love that kind of paint. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. seriously, what matters are the people who it is that I spend my life with and I give my time to. That's what matters. Right. Why should some faceless troll in your face or online touch you? Right. No, this is how you have to build up your armor so that right. it doesn't matter. Right. You're never going to see this person again. And that's just a really good point for, you know, we're using social media now. Some people are using it as a, at a disadvantage mm -hmm. and really being harmful and hurtful to people for no reason. Yeah. And other people are using it for the better good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've always advocated that if, you know, whatever it is that you, that is your superpower, let the world see, see it. it. And who cares? People smell authenticity. They honey. do. They do. They can smell the bullshit, sweetheart. They do. And you've always been 100 that way. You know what I mean? Like, that's why, I mean, first of all, you we know a lot of people who have pushed to the front of the line, you know what I mean? Which is fine. Who may look a certain way, but then they're evil and nasty and ugly inside. That catches up with them, sweetheart. It does. You know what I mean? It, it really does. does. And you can't ever look at yourself when you're coming into something new, starting something new in a different chapter. And, you know, we're Renaissance women. Right. We continue to keep creating new right. things in our life, you know right. what I mean? Because we can't flatline. We have to constantly be popping, you know yeah. what I mean? But if you fall up into that, darling, you're going to be nothing but stagnant your whole life. And that... That, that ugliness inside, it's going to start to like emulate on the outside, honey. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about what you were doing during COVID. So you said Girl. you were, because there, you know, there there's two schools of thought. Some yeah. people were like, let me reboot just, my browser and right. let me take my time for me, which right. we all needed to do. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, in the beginning, we did have that minute where we all just were like, okay, well, what is this? But let me take a minute. So 
obviously I did that in the very beginning, but I had, before it even became the pandemic, I was, you know, I lived between New York and LA right. and I was um, in LA and we were about ready. I'm starting to film this other new TV show coming out. And um, I requested time off because we were in table readings and um, I had requested time off because my birthday's in April and I can't, thank you. (laughs) In advance or late. Right, exactly. I came back back and then I was going to go to London afterwards and then I had to be back in LA to start filming on the 21st of uh, April. Everything hit. So then, okay, obviously they put the show on pause, which is great because a lot of other shows, you know, because it's an Amazon Prime show. Yes. Um, had started filming, and but then guess what? Their shows don't get to happen because they had to pay everyone out. But because we didn't start filming and we were just in table reads, we're good. So now we start filming this September. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm back in New York. And, you know, my other half, he lives here. And, you know, I come back and forth. I'll spend two weeks with him. And then I go back to my other house in L.A. and I work. So I came back and I was like, okay, well, I would rather be here than in L.A. and not doing anything with my man and my other Yorkie with my other Yorkie. Right. So I have one that travels with me. So I was like, all right, well, you what am I going to do? I do have a traveling Yorkie. I love that. And so I said, all right, well, this is the first time in a very long time any of us got to literally sit down and take a beat. So I said, well, you know what? I don't know what it feels like not to work and travel. You know, I live on a plane that's been my life forever from when I, you know, model to acting to then DJing for the last 27 years. Right. You know, I've always been gone. Yeah. So that came, I sat down and I said, all right, well, there's a reason and God doesn't give you anything, one that you can't handle. And there's lots of messages that you've got to get from this. Right. I took it in. So then um, right after my, right before my birthday, um, I did, um, oh, I got a, I got a phone call from my agent saying that um, this one company that I work with, this travel um, uh, company um, that I work with, they wanted to represent 80 different DJs from different countries. Wow. And they wanted me to represent, you know, America. And um, I said, okay, well, what's that going to be like? Yeah, I have the equipment at home. It's in the, you know, one closet or whatever, but I'm, I'm a people person. Like I need to be around the energy. Like what's that going to be like? Yeah, obviously I'm going to set it up in my dressing room. It's in the funnest place, but like, what's that going to be like? Right. I said, well, okay, let's take the Pepsi challenge and find out what this is about. Yeah. I did. And I got to tell you, like afterwards, I mean, first of all, I got into my music and I just zoned out, you know, obviously I have my phone and a ring light like everyone else did. And I'm like, and then I just kind of like lost myself and I got there. Then afterwards, the messages from people all over like countries that I've traveled a lot, but countries I've never been to who were by themselves and didn't have the luxury of living with people like Lena. I've never heard of you, but oh my God, the energy and then the light that you bring. And I was just like, whoa, I think I'm onto something here. That is incredible. So then from that, then it started, my, I started doing my Friday's Lena's Lounge and then Saturday's Go Big or Go Home. And then two weeks into that, it was like, you know, up to like all this crazy amount of people coming in and sharing the love. And so I'm then seeing it because, you know, before I couldn't see it. But so I'm seeing the people who are in there, but, you know, not paying attention. But right. then after I'm watching it the next day. I'm like, okay, this is it. By the third week, Logo then reached out to me, and then I started my disco party with them on um, Sundays. So the whole time, I was busy every right. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And right. then I was doing my Zoom calls because you know I work and right. I'm on the board with right. HMI and uh, GMHC. So I was still working with kids, and I was so I stayed busy, and it helped me yeah. because I'm a people person. Like I'm an Aries. Like I get, love people, and I love to right. help. In any way I can. Right. I think a lot of people, I mean, again, it was like twofold. It was like, on the one hand, some people were like really, really like, the the people that were isolating Mm -hmm. just were like, became like super isolationist. And it was like, there was a lot of fear attached to that. And we know those people too. Yeah. And that, I was, that was one thing too, 
you know, I'm like you. I mean, you know, I was with my two girls and mm-hmm. they were in they were in their Zoom classes right. and I was working the whole time during COVID. Um, but, you know, I know a lot of people that just really disconnected. Yeah. And, you know, that's another thing. Um, I mean, we're not going to go into mental health today, but I mean, there's just been so much that... Kelly, I know, said that that was I a just, huge thing. Check in on your people. Check in on your people just anyway. And even... And, I and always even, do anyway. That's what, but that's I don't need us. COVID no, to no, check no, no, in no, exactly. people. Sorry. And that's yeah. the thing is that there was a lot of people who didn't even know they had these problems that they found along the way. Yeah. But because we are those chicks who always check our right, people... Right. Like we have this, right. you know what I mean? But then yeah. even on a broader thing, I would always make an announcement at the beginning or the end, you know, saying, you know, make sure you check on your people, you know, because yeah. a lot of people are kind of like, they're losing themselves this in, in, th- throughout all of this. Cause yeah. there was no like, Oh, like I, I know when this is going to end. We didn't know. Right. So, you know, people were going further into their psychosis, you right. know what I mean? So right. it was a time to really be empathetic and thoughtful. I mean, first of all, look at, we wouldn't have had black lives matter. Right. We wouldn't have people paying attention to trans, um, uh, um, advocacy, because guess what? People were finally getting off of their treadmill of life and thinking and looking at other people's life that had been overlooked for so long. Agreed. I mean, come on, how long have we had prejudice in this country? But guess what? We're all conditioned to it and we are all so um, brainwashed. I mean, I, I'm a mixed breed girl, you know what right. I mean? My father's white, Irish and Jewish and my mom's British, Dutch and mixed and Jewish, you know right. what I mean? But I have a different, you know, situation than most quote unquote black people do. But still at the same time, I didn't realize that I was conditioned. We all are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this has been a wonderful way for us all to school ourselves in a way. You know what I, I love mean? That. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time that I ever experienced prejudice and it was from black people. It was the first I had moved to a new school and that I remember there were at least four um, Afro-American kids coming down the hall and I was going to the guidance counselor and they're like, Oh, we, we didn't even have a discussion. We didn't even see each other. This is the first time they see them. They're like, oh, you think you're better because you're light-skinned and you've got good hair. I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, my God. I think, first of all, I have a huge family reunion every two years, and it's like a Benetton ad. I have relatives <laughs> that have your hair texture and your skin tone. You know right. what I mean? So that, to me, I was like, and also being a Manhattanite, you know, it is, you know, it's like um, uh, uh, Europe. You know what I mean? It's like a little bit of everything in New York. You know what I mean? So you don't see that, you know, but it was like I'd left New York and had gone upstate. So it was like a different world in a sense. Right. We became friends later on and I let them know that. And I said to them right then and there, I was like, do you realize that as a minority that you're only putting yourself further back, even if we don't have the same shade, honey, it doesn't matter because guess what? To a police officer, to somebody else who wants to do harm on somebody that doesn't look like them, darling, I'm in the same page and on the same place that you are, sweetheart. So when you do that, you already desensitize us all. Wow. And I know, and I've always been a very schooled girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. Having my, and always hanging out with older people, my grandmother and everything. Right. So I was very articulate and very on it. And they were like, uh, you know yeah. what I mean? But they felt it and they saw it, you know, that there was like this real conviction and it wasn't like something stupid and sassy that some, you know, normal, like, you know, junior high school kid would say. I wasn't ever that kid. Right. Incredible. Incredible. Oh, you're so amazing. You are you're amazing. <laughs> okay. Now this is, I mean, we've talked about so many things that are just so powerful and beautiful and you're just such a, you're just a really special, special Thank human. Um, but we need to talk about music. Oh, that old thing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I need to talk about music. First of all, you've got really great taste in music. I do. You do. You oh, do. I, and I, I remember like I the do. first time that we met too. And well, for me, I'm a classic rock chick, like right. Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm that girl, you know. And I, you know, I grew up on classic rock. 
disco, soul, all of that. So I've always had a really great palette for music yeah. and a very good ear for it. You know, I was a trained dancer from the age of four and then I was with companies. And then, you know, I said, oh, you know, where's the shelf life of a dancer? And then, you know, I stopped. Yeah. And so when DJing came into the picture, you know, it was 1997 and I was doing one of my second movies and I was coming back from filming in Toronto and my birthday was coming up in April. And do you remember, I don't know if you remember, remember Life Down in Bleecker, Club Life? I don't, I wasn't a big nightclub person. Okay. Well, that was my first place. I mean, I just had had C at that point. So I was like, you know, <laughs> I was like 40 pounds overweight. I was like, I'm not going what to What lifetime, nightclub. girl? What lifetime? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I think I'm going to put a pause. Oh, it's so like, funny. Yeah. Well, girl, we turned back time, honey. I oh, know. Sure. <laughs> and so... I remember, it, you know, and, and, and at that club, like all the big DJs who were all friends of mine, because, yeah. you know, we'd all been working in the club for so long, right. like, you know, Frankie Knuckles, like my mentor, everyone, you know, David Morales, Junior Vesco, all, we were all, it was like a big, um, it was uh, Easter and then right. my birthday is the week after. And we were all hanging out in the DJ booth and they're like, Weenie, you would be an amazing DJ because you're such a great dancer. I'm like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, I know music as a dancer right. and, you know, I, I, I orchestrate it and I feel it when I'm on the dance floor right. from hosting parties back in the day. But DJ, really? And I, I started to like let it sink in a little bit. And, and they're like, we dare you. I'm like, oh, you dare me? Oh, okay. I don't shy down from a dare. And I was yeah. like, okay. So literally I had a week to learn the equipment. And you know, you, when you look at that, it's very overwhelming. Oh, yeah. I went up to T-Pro's house, DJ T-Pro's house, got one lesson just to get familiarized with the, the equipment. And then I said, "How about I thought that you the other day?" Oh, I knew you were on the I phone. Thought you were I was like, "Kelly, that is my." It's a customized. Um, I'm like, "Who are you talking to? You're a DJ." I hear that all the time. That I was hilarious. hilarious. I was like, "Oh my god, she's so Who are you talking to? I'm like, "Yeah, I'm talking and DJing at the same time on a big old thing like this, girl." Like, oh, that's a, a huge a rotary rotary phone in my ear. So I was like, fun. "Okay, I'll do this." So. Talk about pressure. Like it was written up in all the magazines. Lena's making her debut. I'm like, wait, what? No, 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 oh no. You guys God. don't put this out there like that. Right. I was so nervous. Of course. So then I was like, okay, well, so then what's my, what's my thing going to be? You know, yeah. because I mean, I, I, I didn't want to ever like say, okay, well, you know, the, all these guys are already established. They have their, you know, thing, but yeah. you know what? Let me stay true to me and let yeah. me play all the music that it is that I love. Yeah. So I did, you know, I played Nitsarab, I played the Beast of the Choose, I played, you know, I, it was just, but also it was the way that I was playing it, right. being a dancer. Like I was coming at it from a dancer aspect, you know what I mean? Yeah. And people were like, oh my God, this is a great tall salad. So every Sunday then I became, I, I started DJing instead of hosting the party, I ended up becoming a DJ. Next thing you know, two years later, I'm like, okay, this is actually a thing. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm like traveling in airports and I'm seeing my mentors and I'm doing gigs with them and opening up for them. And I'm like, what? So crazy. It's it, it's insane. But that's when you love something. You know what I mean? Like you from going to Molly to just mogul and everything that you do from skincare to, you know, real estate. Like, Kelly, we are the Serena sisters. We Wimbledon that shit back and forth, girl. We're fierce like that, honey. <laughs> Serena? We are the Serena sisters, honey. <laughs> Wait, that is so funny. No, but so, let, so now, you know, I only have a couple more minutes, but I just want the... And the, the listeners to to know like what kind of music where do they go for music okay I so mean, for, is it, where, where do I spin or where do I go no but where do you like for to get like if you have such an incredible vibe so how do first of all how do we listen to your music okay so where now you can hear me on your old boss our okay. good friend Andy okay what <laughs> I is do it? um I, uh, his new is um Andy's Kiki Radio on okay. XM Radio Andy's Kiki's Radio it's called um Sunset on the Porch with Lena you know my nickname is Kiki of course I do hello <laughs> like, and so you funny. like to have one too. <laughs> 
Kiki's radio. Okay. Uh, and it's Kiki. Oh uh, yeah, Kiki's lounge. And and Kiki's my party's lounge. called um, on um, on what Sunday um, from seven to ten. Seven it's to called sun, uh, Sunset on the Porch with Lena. And um, I do a beautiful three-hour disco set. Oh. And um, I was doing my um, IG sets, which I stopped because, you know, we're now kind of out there being able to live. And yeah. now I'm off to Europe for the summer. Right. So you're off to Europe to Ibiza, Mykonos, mm-hmm. and you're just going to be working the entire time? No, actually, I'm actually taking time for me off. Because, you are? Yeah, because I, I worked in extensively throughout this last year and a half. And right. then, you know, I then start filming for the next five months in September when I come back. Right. You know, I go back to LA. So I'm like, you know what? I need to, like... Rejuvenate. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I so I said that. no to a few things. And you know what? It's okay. I'm not greedy like that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like the universe always provides. I, I live a wonderful life yeah. and I'm blessed every day. Yeah. I love that. I love that you take time for yourself. You have to, really, sister. You have no, to. but that's super important. Yeah. So t- so tell me, like, what are your favorite? What's your favorite? What's going? What, what's your favorite music to listen to right now? Uh, well, I feel like such a dork, like talking no, about no, music. No, no, are you kidding? No, I, hello? <laughs> oh my, that's what we got together. Hello? It really did. <laughs> I killed it, Louie. Oh, wow. I know. So you love the boots and I love the vish. I was like, oh my God, you're so hot. <laughs> I was like, she's so hot. I was like that. I was like, I need her on my show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, um, God, I mean, the stuff that I like to listen to at home is different than what I, you know, than, I, than what I play. You know, right. obviously I love what I play. I right. couldn't sell it. But, um, you know, I spend everything from disco to a really fierce, like a rewind set I call like my 80s set right. to my soulful, you know, deep house music. You know what I mean? So I'm a really good morpher with those three great genres. You know what I mean? And so can my can my viewers and listeners can they like buy like a set of music they can go to my um how do we like can can, we get our own personalized music of course you can't well first of all all of my um sets for the last year and a half are on my igtv oh okay so they're all there okay and And guess what you get them with visuals because i'm there dancing and spinning so you see it all oh my god so wait what's your insta uh the lena bradford okay the lena Lena bradford Bradford. okay so you guys the lena bradford all of her music is on and there and then on my mixed cloud as well there's great mixes and mixed cloud you have no idea how insanely amazing lena's music in is okay you guys so we are wrapping it up you know us we can talk girl. I know, we can talk for hours, <laughs> talk for hours. and this is not going to be the first time i'm going to have lena <laughs> on the sister. podcast she no, is going to be pleasure, on Angel. again she is the best lena bradford the best dj and greatest friend thank you baby girl i love you kelly Oh my God, we're delicious. Honey, you are